Hello, and welcome to the Major Gifts Fundraiser podcast. I'm Monica Van Deventer. Let me tell you a little bit about the tribe we're building here at Major Gifts Fundraiser. We're working with people like you who want to be among the very best in this field. You want to accomplish great things. You want to challenge yourself. You want to grow, and you are up for going on a journey because you know a journey is what it takes to become the very best version of yourself. You're listening to this podcast because you know that in order to be a great fundraiser, you have to spend time thinking about how you'll be a great fundraiser. You can learn more about our new online training programs at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. And without further ado, here's Clark. Buenos dias, mis amigos. Clark Van Deventer here from Major Gifts Fundraiser. Hope that you are having an average day. No, no. Epic. Are you having an epic day? <laughs> I hope that you are having an epic day. Hey, couple of quick things. Don't, by the way, don't you wish that I had more energy? I, I just, sometimes guys, I just, I can't summon it. No. All right. Anyway, <sighs> I'm having a great day. Great day. All right. Couple of quick things before we dig in. Uh, first, we are about to send out some dates I am opening up my calendar for some strategic fundraising workshops. Um, this is where you can bring me into your organization. We call these, right? This is just what we call them, strategic fundraising workshop. They're kind of like a seminar, but it's tailored to you, right? Like you go to a conference and that's great. Um, this is like a seminar for you, all right? So you've gone to seminars and heard speakers, and you've wanted to ask questions, right? But you couldn't, all right? Or there's a bunch of people in the room, or you wanted to ask questions about specific donors, but you couldn't do that in a public setting. Um, in a strategic fundraising workshop, we are going to be honing in on the issues that are most important to where you and your organization are today, all right? So typically, a strategic fundraising workshop takes place over two days. Day one is a travel day for me. I travel to you and I arrive in time for us to have dinner together. I always, it's just a great way to get started. Let's break bread. Let's, let's get to know each other. Let's talk. Let's talk about personal stuff. Let's talk about professional stuff, right? Let's just hang out, right? Have dinner and, and get rolling. Um, and, we'll, and we'll talk casually about what we want to accomplish the next day. Uh, day two, we're in your office and we're digging in for a day of sessions. It's all your team together in person, troubleshooting your actual issues. These are great. Um, so we're going to be emailing out some dates. But you, you, dear podcast listener, you are skipping to the front of the line. You have the fast pass. Um, we are giving you the opportunity to book ahead of everyone else. And it's possible we'll fill up these dates before we even getting before we even get around to sending out any email announcement. Um, if you are interested in bringing me in, right? You can bring me to your organization for a couple of days. Um, it's like a custom seminar, uh, troubleshooting. And, and we'll get on a call before I even travel to you to make sure we're, we're planning a productive time together. Uh, email me, Clark at MajorGiftsFundraiser.com. That's Clark at MajorGiftsFundraiser. 
Com. Uh, by the way, I love these. I love doing these. Uh, and you will love it. I promise you. Um, these could be a few of, of your best days, right? Like at the end of the year, December 31st, you're going to be sitting there thinking, what were my best days from 2023? And th- these could be some of your best days. Um if you listen to the last podcast episode, right, this is the time right now. This is the time for planning. If you want to have an epic year, just make epic plans. Then all you got to do is execute the plan. All right. So you can bring me in. We can do that together. Uh, okay. Second thing. Second thing. Do you know? Do you even know if you are doing a good job thinking and stewarding your donors? You may think you are, but do you know? All right, so we have a tool for measuring this. It's the Stewardship Basics Scorecard. You can email me to get a copy of it. You take the assessment, you get a score. All right, best possible score is 100. Okay, do you, do you have any idea how this works, right? Like it's, it's like any test you took in school, right? Do the, do the Stewardship Basics Assessment. Um, if you get a 90 or better, you're doing really good and you have reason to celebrate. Congratulations. You're doing great. You know, you're doing great because you just took the stewardship assessment and you get a 90. Um, if you take it and you get a 95, you may even decide that you deserve a steak dinner and you'll take yourself out for a steak dinner. (laughs) If you get a 60 or lower. All right. Well, you know what that means, right? But wouldn't it be great to just know where you stand, right? You got to know where you stand. So email me to get a copy of the Stewardship Basics Scorecard. Again, the email is clark at majorgiftsfundraiser.com. Okay, so this is not an episode about basketball. (laughs) Okay, I just want to say this right up front. We're not talking about basketball in this episode, but... Do you know? Do you know John Wooden? Do you know that name, John Wooden? I grew up on John Wooden. All right. From kindergarten to my senior year in high school, all I heard about was John Wooden. Okay. So I grew up in Indiana. And in Indiana, basketball is a big deal. Okay. At one time, Indiana was home to 19 out of the 20 largest high school gyms in the world. Uh, When I was a kid, Damon Bailey. All right, man, the hype around Damon Bailey. Um, And anyone from Indiana, like if, if you're listening to this podcast and you're from Indiana, you know what I'm talking about. In 1984, Bob Knight was the head coach of the Team USA men's basketball team that won the Olympic gold medal. All right, so Bob, right, He's he won the championship in 1981. 84, he wins Olympic gold medal. Indiana wins the NCAA National Basketball Championship in 1987. That's Bob Knight's third national championship. He's a big, in Indiana, he's big time. Big time. Basketball is everything. All right, and 1988, Damon Bailey is a freshman in high school. 
He's a freshman in high school, and Bob Knight watches him play. He played for Bedford North Lawrence High School in Indiana. Bob Knight watches him play and says, this kid who's a freshman in high school is so good that if he were in college, he could be a starter on his team. And Damon Bailey's final high school game was attended by 64,000 people. 64,000 people at a high school basketball game. All right. I promise you this is not a podcast about basketball. This is not a podcast about basketball, but maybe you find this interesting. Uh, I have been to some big sporting events in my life. I live in Alabama now. Football is big here. Alabama's big rival is Auburn. Their annual game is called the Iron Bowl. I went to the Iron Bowl this past year. Atmosphere did not compare to the atmosphere of some of the high school basketball games I have been to in Indiana. I went to, I've been to the Rose Bowl. Didn't compare. I went to the Super Bowl. I've been to the Super Bowl. Watched Peyton Manning and the Indianapolis Colts win Super Bowl 41. Um those experiences did not compare to some of the high school basketball games I have been to in Indiana. So all this is to say, right? I'm just making the case for the fact that basketball is a big deal in Indiana. And I grew up in a town called Martinsville, the home of John Wooden. All right. And you're, you, maybe you're still sitting there going like, who's John Wooden? Okay. Where I come from, we didn't call him John Wooden. We called him John R. Wooden. We used his middle initial. Uh, John Wooden, winner of 10 national basketball championships as the head coach of UCLA. Uh, you may know some of his players, Bill Walton, Lou Alcindor. Lou Alcindor, uh, you may know him now as Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem and his skyhook Showtime Lakers. Um, but I was talking with some kids the other day about John Wooden. And uh, not about the bas- not about basketball. This was again, this is not a conversation about basketball. But I had to I, I was telling these kids some some principles from John Wooden. And I wanted to point out, hey, hey, just so you know, he's got an impressive bio. Um, so I, I pull up his bio. Something struck me though when I pulled up his bio, and that's what I want to talk about. Because John Wooden retired in 1975. By the time I was growing up, he was all like, he was retired before I was born. Um, And so when I'm growing up in the 80s in Indiana and Martinsville, we're just hearing about John Wooden. He's already a, a, a success. He's already on the Mount Rushmore of college basketball. He's already a champion. So when I pulled up his, like, that's all, I, all I've ever thought about with John Wooden. I've never, I've never known the name John Wooden and not associated that name with 10 national championships. But, right, there was a time in his life when John Wooden had never won a national championship. Of, right, of course, right? Uh, he was appointed head coach of UCLA. Okay, this is what I read when I read his bio. I, I pulled it up, and... And it says, he was appointed head coach at UCLA in 1948 and retired in 1975. All right. That line stuck out at me. 
He was appointed head coach at UCLA in 1948 and retired in 1975. Okay. He was coached from 48 to 75. And I know, I know this about John Wooden. I didn't need to Google it. I know John Wooden won 10 national championships. Every kid in Martinsville knows that. All right. In kindergarten, in kindergarten, I signed up to play basketball. Right. My parents signed me up to play basketball. Right. The the town's like peewee basketball league. Um, And in kindergarten, I was given a copy of John Wooden's Pyramid of Success. And guys, the Pyramid of Success, worth looking at. Google it, all right? Um, I think I was given a copy of that Pyramid of Success every year of my life through my senior year in high school. I still have the copy that I was given as a senior in high school by my English teacher. It was my English teacher who gave me a copy, Carl Wagner. All right, but I know this. Every kid from Martinsville knows John Wooden won 10 national championships. And and most kids from Martinsville (laughs) could tell you that he won 10 national championships in 12 years. Think about the dominance. He won 10 national championships in 12 years. They were actually, okay, now fewer people may know this, but a lot would, 10 national championships in his final 12 years. Those numbers stuck out at me, 48 to 75, because I knew he had won 10 national championships in his final 12 years, which means, think about this, Wooden became the coach of UCLA in 1948, and he didn't win his first championship until 1964. 16 years. I looked at the screen of my computer. I looked at the stats and here's the thought that came to me, right? This is the thought. I just saw that. I I looked at that. I was like, wait a second, 10 and 12, but wait, right? 48 to 70. Whoa. It just 16 years. He spent 16 years before he won a championship. And here's the thought that came to me. This is the, this is the line that came to my mind. It takes time to climb a mountain. It takes time to climb a mountain. And I thought about the definition of success by Earl Nightingale. And again, all right, if you don't know Earl Nightingale, look him up. All right, you can go to YouTube and watch his 30-minute presentation, The Strangest Secret. Uh, His much longer program, Lead the Field, had a huge impact on my life. Lead the Field is a four-hour audio program available on Audible. Um, Anyway, Earl Nightingale's definition of success is success is the progressive realization of a worthy goal. I love this definition of success. The progressive realization of a worthy goal. Because I don't have to have achieved my goal to be a success. If I am progressively working toward it, I am already a success. I don't have to feel inferior. I don't have to wake up every day with an inferiority complex. I am already a success. It's not 
Like, I don't need to put this goal out there and say, like, when I do this, I will be a success. When I hit that goal, then I will be a success. When I raise that much money, then I will be a success. When I buy that house in that neighborhood, then I will be a success. When I run that race, then I will be a success. Like, I don't, that's not the state of mind I need to be in. I don't become a success when I hit the goal. Progressively working toward the goal is enough to make me a success. So how much money do you want to raise? What kind of fundraiser do you want to be? What position do you want to rise to in your field? What program do you want to start? What change do you want to make in your community? What change do you want to make in our world? Are you progressively working toward it? but have not yet achieved it. You don't have to wake up every day feeling inferior because you haven't achieved it. Are you progressively working toward it? If you are, you are already a success. You can wake up feeling like a champion. All right, John Wooden's own definition of success Right, John Wooden. Success. This is John Wooden. He, he, like this is a this is a John Woodenism. Success is the peace of mind that is the direct result of self satisfaction in knowing you did your best to become the best that you are capable of becoming. Right. I'll say it again. Success is peace of mind that is the direct result of self satisfaction. And knowing you did your best to become the best that you are capable of becoming. And based on that definition, who's to say that John Wooden's first 16 years at UCLA were any less successful than his last 12? Maybe his most successful team wasn't an undefeated championship winning team. Because there's a difference between winning and succeeding. Right? There's a difference between winning and succeeding. All right. Do you feel the wind in your sails? Right? Success is the progressive realization of a worthy goal. Are you making progress today? If you are, I say to you, right? I say to you, you are a success. So be that, walk in that. Uh, And if you keep doing the right things, Keep making your moves, keep scoring your points. The goal, that thing you have in mind, you will get there. All right, that is all I have for you today. Hey, if I can help you achieve your goals, right, your goals, I would love to hear from you. I would, like, just reach out to me. As I mentioned in the last podcast, I believe that sharing goals with other people is hugely important. It's one thing to think it. It's another thing to say it to someone else, right? Um, And if all you want to do is email me your goal, just email me and say, hey, Clark, would you hold me accountable? You can even give me a date and say, Clark, would you email me on this date and check in with me? If you just email me that, I'll, I'll put that reminder on my calendar and I will check in with you. All right. That is all I have for you today. Again, the email, Clark at MajorGiftsFundraiser.com. Hey, thanks so much for listening. Have an epic day.
Hey guys, thanks for listening. Monica here again. I wanted to take a minute to tell you about our workshops and how you can bring Clark into your organization for a day or two workshop where he works directly with you and your team in your office. If you're benefiting from these podcasts, imagine how much more you could accomplish with Clark spending a couple days in your office. You can book a strategic development workshop with Clark. This all starts with Clark getting together on a long call with you, either over the phone or video conference. He's going to dig in. He's going to find out who you are, what your organization's about, what challenges you face, and just where you're at in general. Then he's going to provide a written development report. This report is something that you could give to your boss or your board. It's a professional outside assessment of where your organization is at. And that call is really important because Clark wants to know where you are so that when he comes in, he can spend his time addressing the issues that are most pertinent to you and where you guys are as an organization. So Clark's going to travel to you. He's going to get on a flight. He's going to come out to wherever you are and spend some time with you and your team. There's a real synergy that happens during these workshops. Everybody's on the same page. They're hearing the same message. They're starting to talk in the same vocabulary. It's really powerful. And, you know, when Clark first got started in fundraising, he was fortunate to have access to really great training. He went to professional seminars led by the best fundraising coaches of their time, but still he would leave and get back to his office and be back in the trenches. And even after having all that great training, when it was time to actually get back to work, He felt a little bit lost. There were doubts that crept in. How do I make this relevant to me? Then the organization he worked for hired one of those speakers, one of those coaches who was leading the seminars to come to their office and coach them directly. They did this multiple times and it was amazing. Clark got to spend some time with Gerald Panis. If you know him, you know how amazing he was at fundraising. And he got to travel with Jerry and meet with donors. Jerry became a mentor to Clark and that meant so much to his career because Jerry was the best fundraising coach of his time, hands down. He was a legend. Unfortunately, he passed away a few years ago, but he lived to be 89 and he was full of life to the end. Still, of course, it's very sad that Jerry is gone. But I think Clark is the Jerry Panis of this next generation. He has a letter from Jerry and It was written on Clark's behalf to a university president, and he wrote, Clark knows how to manage people. He works effectively with volunteers and board members. He knows every aspect of fundraising and operating a development office. Best of all, he loves asking for gifts. He's a star. I can't recommend these in-house workshops enough. They're a shot in the arm for your organization and you'll be so inspired, but not just inspired. You're going to feel motivated and equipped to take on the world. To find out more about these workshops, email me at Monica at Major Gifts Fundraiser. That's Monica, M-O-N-I-C-A at Major Gifts Fundraiser.com. Thanks for listening.